Hello, everyone. Thank you all for joining Plant Profits. Plant Profits is brought to you by Produce Global. I'm Vern Davis. I am your host. And again, thank you for joining us here today. My next guest, in our own words, said, as an entrepreneur, I'm committed to projects dedicated to accelerate cannabis as a medicine, to advocacy for more progressive and realistic regulatory framework, and to activities that mainstream cannabis. And I think that's a big point. My mission is to unlock the full potential of hemp and cannabis. My next guest is Lisa Haig, CEO of MJ Universe in Germany. Uh, love to have you here and thank you for appearing on our show today. Hi, Vern. Thanks for having me on this show. Um, our pleasure. Our pleasure. Hey, that that opening statement that I read, I, there's a lot in there. Yeah, you know, definitely. Yeah, that, yeah, when I, you know, when you start to unpack what you said, it's it's very um, clear what you're trying to do, but it's very unclear how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and yeah. so that's where I'd like to start, Lisa. Is 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 really t- tell me about your efforts and how they're organized, um, and what you see the current impact to be. Yeah, uh, maybe I'll take a little step back um, to be the great. beginning of my entrepreneurial journey. Uh, when I started here in 2017, okay. um, I was at the point where I had my two kids and I had to decide whether I want to go back in my old job um, or whether I want to do something for myself and create my own venture. So um, that's when I jumped in the cold water and I decided <laughs> to go in the cannabis industry yeah. um, because during that time... Uh, the industry basically emerged a little bit uh, because of the medicinal cannabis laws that started in Germany in 2017. So that was a big point in time um, where uh, where we had started this medical program. But when I started, I realized that, A, there are a lot of people who are actually active within the topic mm-hmm. and um, that the topic is super complex and the people are not connected. So uh, my company is a collaborative network and uh, okay. that's how I'm doing my work is through connecting people, through connecting people in opinion leadership to um, start working on the topic together in a collaboration because that was something that I saw was highly missing when I started uh, my own entrepreneurial journey. I had to search for everything, for a lawyer, for um, experts for everything. And because I have done this work, I decided the, uh, the job that I can do best in this industry is to be kind of a connector and to really help people, uh, build a solid strategy. And so they don't have to start from scratch. Um, so I'm helping them, uh, to find the right people to really get things going. Yeah. And yeah. That's 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 interesting. So I want to go back to 2017. What was the initial point of your journey? Meaning, what were you trying to do before you figured out that the best way to serve the cannabis and hemp community was to organize it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I've been interested in cannabis uh, for quite a while as a topic because it's a very interesting topic. It offers so many different uh, opportunities. Right. Um, that are currently unused also. That's where the unlock um, part comes from. Plus, it is highly limited to drug laws. And um, to a certain part, this is very unfair because to a certain extent, that does not need to be the situation. And um, I 
personally, we felt it was very important to, to take this grassroots group movement there is and bring it to the surface, take this professional aspect, help the people uh, professionalize their businesses so they can really, uh, that they are ready also to go into that direction of us becoming a licit industry where uh, we just have to stick to traditional industry rules. And this was something that I felt was highly missing. And that's where I am also focusing my services on is to do strategic advice really on how to set up your business. Um, what is the core of your business? What what are you doing? What is the things you want to communicate? And what are the next steps you have to take in order to succeed? Right. So thank you for that. Thank you for that, Lisa. Now, t tell me about your company, right? So this is what you're doing now. You're helping bring this community together. Why would I call you? How would I know to call you? And what point in my journey, right, in my cannabis business journey, would I call you? And how would I find out about you? Um, well, I am uh, pretty vocal about my activities, and I'm trying <laughs> also to speak uh, at conferences that are not cannabis industry events, but that are, for example, startups event or tech events or okay. um, internet uh, 2.0 events. Yeah, so yeah. that uh, this topic becomes tangible for all the different industries because it's not cannabis. It's always cannabis in certain contexts. So okay. it's always how you look at it. and. Um, how people can find me and at what stages they are. Like, I mean, um, there are very few experts. So at one point or another, sure. you will come across me in Germany when you're looking at the market <laughs> or of my, uh, one of my special agents. This is what I call my network of freelance experts that I'm working with. Okay. Um, and uh, like the companies that approach me, they are in very different stages and from very different countries, like some uh, maybe producers somewhere that are interested in um, understanding the German market, some maybe pharmaceutical companies who think that um, there is a lot of potential in in cannabis as a as a medicine, um, especially mm -hmm. because we have these medicinal cannabis laws here in Germany, even with the health insurance covering the cost if you are very ill. Um, so it's an interesting area that uh, came up since 2017. And ever since then, things have also accelerated a lot. Like in Germany, meanwhile, we are at this point where there's public debate ongoing about recreational reform in Germany. And um, I personally feel like there are many intersections and overlaps between, for example, the medicine part and the adult use part. And that also we should have a look at it holistically to properly do this. Got it. Got it. Now, so as I take it, you're focused... Only in Germany? And um, the things mostly, you do outside of Germany come because of your focus in Germany? Or how does that work? Um, yes, uh, we are active here mostly in Germany. Uh, okay. But like okay. I work with experts from all over the world. We know that all the cannabis experts are scattered across the globe. Yeah. And right, <laughs> like right. um, it's important to also connect uh, the, the knowledge and transfer the knowledge and bring it to the different areas, like also to educate politicians and so on and so forth. Um, and uh, this is why I'm considering myself like more as an international uh, company, okay. even though we're only in Germany. Um, but uh, yeah, mo it's mostly companies who are interested in the German market, which is the biggest European market to date. Okay. Yes. Mo yeah, th that is that is correct. You have several U.S. companies very interested in spreading out in the German marketplace and cannabis. And are you coming in contact with those U.S. companies? 
do they call you because you're the German expert that can connect the dots for them? Um, well, we, we had discussions uh, with a range of American companies, but at some point I had the impression that there is so much to do in the home countries that the yeah. companies would rather focus on uh, their con uh, home markets and build those up, scale those up. And um, also because we are still highly limited because of uh, the single convention and international drug control policies, mm -hmm. um, that it's uh, it's a tricky thing to really globally expand. But now um, with uh, with recreational reform in Germany, I definitely see more interest. Whereas I'm still very hesitant to consult on this because it's not very clear how this framework will finally be and if it will finally pass through all the regulations that we have in place here in Europe. Okay. Now, uh, you mentioned something, and I, I want to go there. Recreation reform. Tell me exactly what that means in Germany. Well, we had elections in Germany uh, where we had a new government um, that came into place. Uh, beforehand, we had 16 years of a very strict, conservative, Christian-directed uh, government. Now we have okay. a new government with different parties that are more on the liberal side of things. Um, there's the Green Party, for example. Um, then there is uh, the um, the uh, so, uh, Social Party and mm -hmm. uh, the Liberal Party that are forming the government at the moment. And all these parties also had the topic of cannabis on their agendas beforehand. Yeah. So And now they took it as a promise to the voters into the coalition agreement, which is basically the points you are dedicating yourself in the four years of governance to work on. And one of those points is to create a regulated market. Um, good. Good. No, that's that's great. Do you have any idea when that will actually happen? That is the big question um, yeah. because I mean we are not alone in the European Union and in the Schengen zone um, with uh, Germany. We have a uh, we have a no border um, European Union. It's a trade union after all, and um, in that regard, uh, like. There will definitely be some issues because in Europe, all the countries themselves are finding their single solutions. It's very similar to what you're doing in the US, where you have um, the different uh, states that may have different rules and regulations. Um, and like at the moment, everybody is looking towards Germany and to see uh, what the regulations that we will find um, will be. Um, there are some suggestions at the moment. I'll go into detail in a little bit on that one. Um, but uh, it is still um, in question if this proposed legislation um, will pass through all the um, processes, not only on a national level, but also on a European level. Okay. No, I really appreciate that. And I tell you what, Lisa, we're going to take a, a quick break and we'll we'll be we'll be back. Mm -hmm. And I do want to go into some of those ideas that are being floated around about what what can and cannot work there uh in Germany. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. And our guest today is Lisa Haig, CEO of MJ Universe Germany. We'll be right back. Thank you. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is Vern Davis. I am your host of Plant Profits. Our guest today is Lisa Haig, CEO of MJ Universe. And Lisa spent some time with us today uh, really kind of laying out her 
journey into cannabis and why she's there and the complications dealing with the German marketplace. And now they have a new government that has that's a little more liberal, has some different ideas about the cannabis environment, and, and she's looking forward to proper reform. So, Lisa, why don't you pick it up from there and just give us some thoughts about what that really looks like and some of the ideas that are being floated by the different governments and associations in Germany around the cannabis and hemp business. Yeah. Um, so uh, maybe uh, before we dive into that, it's very important to understand that we are still highly limited in Germany in okay. any area. Hemp, okay. like okay. even hemp CBD flower is illegal in Germany. Okay. Um, medicinal cannabis are under narcotic prescription uh, and have very high um, hurdles okay. and there is still not enough patient access. And uh, of course, we have the illicit cannabis market at the moment. That is also one of the main priorities of the government that they want to uh, change, um, that they create uh, regulation that will dry out in the long run, hopefully the black mar uh, the illicit market. Mm -hmm. So, um, And the other aspect in this new regulation that comes in is health protection and youth protection. This is also one of the main drivers of our regulation here in Germany. And maybe also interesting to understand uh, that in Germany, um, especially due to the single convention, um, which is, in my opinion, the biggest trade barrier that we have in the uh, global cannabis industry to date, um, that Germany is trying to follow a dialogue-based approach where they want to interpret and stay in line with the provisions provided by the different, single, uh, the different conventions that are related to drug control. So they, the goal is to protect the consumer and to dry out the illicit markets. So this is the main driver and um, there are different possibilities what you can do um, with the, in regard to the single convention, for example, like uh, Colombia did with the traditional use of coca, exit right. and re-enter. There's also this possibility for intercity modification, uh, but all these processes would take huge amounts of time and bureaucratic effort. Uh, so actually, I think that the German government uh, selected a smart solution that they are trying to um, act in line with the single convention under the permission uh, that uh, they are trying to reduce harm and they are trying to reduce illegal activity. Yeah, so that sounds so similar to what we, are fa we face here and some of the goals that we have in the U.S. with reform. Right. Yeah. Is the, this this whole idea of the illicit market, the black market, it's so huge. It's so big here in the United States. And obviously, once you legalize things, uh, the illicit market doesn't go away just no. because you legalized it. Right. <laughs> it doesn't go away. In fact, they get more aggressive because now they have a competitor and it's yeah. called the government. Right. So yeah. it's 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 very uh, that's a very intense issue. Um, now, question: yeah. Do you go to other countries to look at how the cannabis market is working in those countries um, that are further along than Germany, so that you can uh, hone your advice to the network inside Germany? Um, well, I am also part of the German uh, Industry Association. I'm on the board there. So it's okay. definitely something that we are doing. Uh, also looking at other legislation, reaching out to colleagues, learning about right. their experiences, maybe learning also about mistakes that have happened um, yeah. that could have uh, 
been improved uh, now that we have the possibility to give it a second try. Right. Um, but our, I know that our government has been in the US as well as in Canada on site um, to have a look at the regulations, to talk to legislators and to learn about um, to learn about uh, yeah these processes more and also about the these products because what most people know about cannabis, they know cannabis, but they don't know anything else. So yeah. it's also a big part of educating the people, creating an understanding of all these complex compounds that are in cannabis and the variety of products that can arise uh, mm -hmm. from them and then uh, create um, awareness uh, with the consumer um, yeah, and, and therefore making it uh, more accessible also. Yeah, and this is something that they have done from the German government that they have been uh, also, plus they have also had a five-step um, cons uh, consultation process with all different kinds of experts in five different areas and they had uh, even legislators from California come over, talk about the regulation and they try to do a very fast pace, actually a 360 degree perspective on that. And the result of that was the position paper that came out uh, recently um, that gives at least some rough direction in with what kind of positions the German government wants to also get consent from other European countries so we can actually make this happen. Yes. Okay, that's... That makes sense to me. Now, um, so next week in the U.S., we have big global world trade show convention, right? MJ BizCon in Las Vegas. Is that something your government would send representatives to um, to well, interact with and to learn from or to share with uh, or even would you come? Something uh, I like was that. A, I was a speaker, online speaker at MJ BizCon last year. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, this is at least done. It's on my to-do list still, like on my bucket list. Uh, one thing <laughs> that I definitely want to do is go it's to actually be there. One, one day, yeah, yeah. and to be there. Um, and uh, But I think like uh, because the government, um, they have limited funds in spending, so it's potentially nothing they would necessarily do. I think they would more focus on reaching out to legislators from other countries and trying to yeah. uh, have the discussion on that level. Yeah? yeah, but I mean, I know many of my colleagues are also going to MG BizCon, and yeah, I would love to myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so you know, when I listen to you talk, Lisa, about what you're doing and where your government is and the exploratory nature of what's happening in Germany, I, I, I think that, I mean, it's like you're trying to be a almost a one-person trade association. No, I'm not a one-person trade association. Okay. Like, luckily, we have 90 members almost now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's uh, quite nice. But as I said, when I started, everybody was working for themselves. Yes. And uh, I was very happy uh, when I was approached by the initiators of the association in 2019, and they said, we will do uh, uh, industry representation for the legal cannabis industry. And that's... Uh, and we see how this effort is taking into effect. Like um, in Germany, we still have, for example, many raids ongoing. Like we have, uh, I just sent a letter to a German politician that is that is not tolerable and that they, if they bring recreational reform, they cannot discriminate against hemp farmers and so on and so forth. This right. is just unreasonable. So um, I feel like our industry representation is uh, actually a good voice of the industry and we have some 
impact to what we're doing. And it's very important to also do that because, as I said before, there's a lot of lack of education. Uh, the people don't understand the topic and um, we have to make it accessible. And this is also something that I'm really working on or that's also uh, part of the purpose. Some of Because um, I'm not only doing consulting, I also do my own ventures. Um, okay. Like we are operating, for example, the leading B2B magazine here in Germany for everything kind of business. And we also see it as a platform and as a source of inspiration for conventional journalists yeah, who are writing for regular newspapers so they can get inspiration and see that it is not a very stigmatized topic that's all about getting high, but it's a hyper complex topic that can uh, provide opportunities for a full range of industries. Right. So uh, when you look at a timeline to progress, to get some meaningful reform in, in Germany. W what does that look like? Um, well, this legislation is running until September um, 24. Then there's the new election or the okay. new election results. So, um, and you never know how the election will turn out. I mean, there are many things that are happening here in Europe that have um, have big uh, impact. Like we're in a recession. There's the Ukraine war raging right like a couple of hundred kilometers from us and so on and so forth. So these are all um, other factors than cannabis affecting the uh, the political environment and also how people are voting. Um, and I hope uh, that the government will put a lot of effort in uh, trying to push the legislation um, until at the latest. And so it's in place until the latest, uh, until the end of the legislation period, which would be... Um, Option, uh, in best case, uh, in the beginning of 2024. So everything can get started and they can just cannot stop it. It's like, but still, I as I said, there are many things that can just add additional time. Like there are some uh, time deadlines that have to be uh, stick with by the European, um, European uh, uh, premiums and all those kind of things. And um, like this may take additional time. Yeah. But I hope, um, like I got the same question in another podcast, actually, about the date and time. It's critical yeah. to everybody. So yeah. my date is yeah. for 2024. Yeah, if, if I could wish for a date, <laughs> the latest, it happens, that would be for 2024. No, I, you know, Germany is a European leader. And um, and we, we are all looking forward to well, when things happen there, it, it makes it easier to happen in other places. Uh, you guys have always been leaders that way in, in, uh, the, in the European community. Uh, Lisa, this has been a terrific conversation. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back and uh, we'll pick up on some questions I, I want to talk about is some of the specific challenges that will come with reform. Uh, okay, so I, I think that would be uh, a real important I'm Vern Davis. I am the host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is brought to you by Produce Global. My guest today is Lisa Haig, CEO of MJ Universe in Germany. We'll be right back. Thank you. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Plant Profits. I'm your host, Vern Davis, Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. My guest today is Lisa Haig, CEO of MJ Universe Germany. Lisa, just, just to think, you know, some of the challenges that we have in the United States in 
and this, you know, we're constantly reforming, <laughs> I would say, cannabis state by state in the United States, which feels like country by country, I tell you. Um, it, it is is really the lack of talent uh, to help the companies in cultivation, right, and brand building and retailing in uh, communication, just in every arena. Do you foresee that being uh, an obstacle in the German marketplace? Um, well, we have an existing cannabis industry. It's not like there's nothing there. We have the medicinal cannabis companies, yes. and we see the same issue. Yeah, okay. like they're very limited in advertising, for example. You can only uh -huh. try to work on brand building now. For the adult use part, we know that there will be major limitations, for example, for brands um, and for advertisement. To me, it's always the question, what is education and what is advertisement? So there's yeah. a pitfall there, definitely. Um, but don't you have to put up with a little bit of both? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but you yeah. need the education part. But right. is it education or is it advertising? If, for example, some company is talking about proper edible dosing, for example. Okay. Yeah, and stuff like this. Is it then advertising for their product or is it making sure that the consumer has a pleasant experience and doesn't overdose on edibles? Well, that's so, my point. You have to look at the content. Yeah. So what I mean by that, if there, if if it's advertising, it's advertising. But if it's effective educational advertising, it's effective educational advertising. Yeah. Right. So someone had to pay for that ad, even if it's to benefit the, the, the whole, right? If, if it is to educate, someone had to pay for it. And to pay for it, you want some kind of return. So why not promote my product in the, in the advertisement? Yeah. I mean, that's the big, uh, the, the big question. I always see it like this also a little bit that it's, um, let's say, there is a natural demand for the product. So okay. <laughs> people will be coming. Uh -huh. Also, there is this incentive of not being criminalized anymore and having to fear any punishment. So this is uh -huh. another incentive that will make consumers go to the legal shops uh -huh. um, or even home cultivate. Like this is also in the discussion in Germany that we have the possibility for home cultivation. Uh -huh. um, but I, I agree with you. Like there are still many issues, like, for example, the talent, all the capital that is required to build up the operations, right. uh, to really find the workers. I mean, we have this, this issue here in Germany, for example, in the hospitality industry, okay. where we lost over 100,000 jobs in the hospitality industry. There is a huge lack of talent. And now there is this new emerging industry where we require at least 20,000 people working in this industry. Where should we get all the qualified staff? To right. really that. So it's definitely got to be a challenge. Um, and, but again, I think like uh, companies like mine um, can help to create a better understanding and to know, uh, because we have experience with the topic, how to look at certain aspects and how to communicate certain aspects free from stigma and so on and so forth. Yeah. Sure. No, I, I totally. And, you know, what you said about because of the illicit market. Uh, the legal market will eliminate some of the scare, you know, the fear from consumers. They can go and they can purchase cannabis in a legal way. All those things are true. But if you own the brand and you put up your money for the business, you want all that to accelerate. Yeah. Right. So the advertisement is going to happen. And, um, it, and, and I think, you know, as an entrepreneur, I think it should happen. And I think there needs to be some sense of toleration for 
for the open advertisement of the of the product. Uh, and there's going to be enough push. There's going to be pushback anyway. So uh, how do you see what you do in helping those folks that are trying to bring the cannabis industry forward in Germany uh, to light? Well, uh, as I said, like we are operating a platform that can be used for creating brand identity, for example. We cannot advertise for specific products, but we can help create brand awareness. We can help uh, create SEO traffic because of specific long tail keywords that we operate, uh, that we have in our articles or on and so forth. But um, actually, I see it, uh, the advertisement uh, aspect, and I, I really like what you say because it's very yeah. critical that we really have this possibility to market to the consumer that it's a better option to go to the illicit market and to buy in a proper shop than right. to stay and uh, go to a uh, illegal dealer uh, who does not control the quality of the products and so on and so forth. So actually, actually, I think they should really reconsider here in Germany mm -hmm. their stance mm -hmm. on advertisement because it's a critical factor to eliminate the illegal market. There you go. That was worth the whole show. Right there, Lisa. I mean, we <laughs> let's just stop it right there. And <laughs> because I think that is what you said is beautiful, right? Is is that if 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 you allow this to happen, right, you're gonna get consumers going in the right direction. Yeah. And that's what you really want to build the legal entity. Yeah, and, and I think also, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Um like also something that I am always educate or lobbying for, like if you want to say, or advocating for is to, we want to have educated consumers. We want to give this person a possibility to make a choice, which is not possible at the moment because it's not allowed. So you're mm -hmm. going, oh, you can't do it. But in the end, like everybody, they're all striving for drug-free society. And I personally think it's unrealistic. Yeah. Right. But in the end, you want to, Give the people to make an educated choice yes. if and what kind of cannabis they want to consume. Exactly. So I think this is actually very important. That's is part of your education, right? It, it yes. truly is. And if you could get other folks, entrepreneurs, to pay for your education through their advertisement, that's a good thing. Yeah. Right. That, that is a, that is a really good thing. I really want to thank you for joining us here on Plant Profits today. And um, I'd love to have you back at some point. Uh, our guest today is Lisa Haig, CEO of MJ Universe in Germany. This is Plant Profits. I am your host, Vern Davis. Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. I would love everyone to go to CannabisRadio.com, to Apple, Spotify, wherever you, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts and look up Plant Profits. And when you're there, give us a five-star rating and subscribe, download uh, the, the podcast. Really, really appreciate you guys from doing that. Uh, and follow Protus Global through all our social media uh, spots, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We are everywhere on social media. Finally, learn more about how we are building companies, how we're changing lives. And look up Protus Global at www.protusglobal.com, P-R-O-T-I-S global.com. Until next time, cheers.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.